0: Terror Bird Ecology I have nothing but respect for terror birds, because the moment you don't, you're bird food. Said by Tannin Elven Ranger Introduction Terror birds are a broader category of an ancient line of two-legged flightless birds. Many varieties, such as Diatrima, Castornis, and Titanus, are well-known and feared animals in the remote areas they inhabit. These birds are often ignored or overlooked by their predecessors, the dinosaurs. I'm here to rectify that problem, as terror birds are fascinating creatures, I've found in many of my years of research. Their bravery or stupidity is unmatched, yet they surprise even the most prepared of opponents. They are also wonderfully affectionate to those they trust and great friends. Just don't be on the opposing side, or you'll see where they get the name, Terror Bird. Physiology of the Terrorbird How to identify the Terrorbirds Most are familiar with emus, ostriches, or more modern bipedal birds. But remote pockets of the world house some of the most terrifying and ancient varieties. There are several subspecies of Terrorbirds that range from 3 feet tall to a massive 15 feet. Their wings are small and tucked into their sides, even more so than that of a chicken. Their thick, muscled legs with long talons are more than enough to show the power they possess. Their necks are proportionally much thicker than their ostrich cousins, and their beaks are that of a predator. Males are brightly colored, whereas females will have the same colors but muted. For instance, the three-foot-tall small caprums, both red and black in coloration, To hide in the shadows and look like a flower in their jungle homes. Females are still black, but their red is only slightly muted. Males also have crest feathers that they can lift and usually keep burst backwards unless interacting with their mate. Origins When the majority of dinosaurs left the material plane, obviously aside from the remaining dinosaur islands, birds filled the niche of super predators for a short time. Birds are closely related to dinosaurs and thus quickly adapted to the same super-predators, although arguably much smaller than that of creatures like Allosaurus or Tyrannosaurus rex. Since then, their direct competition of large cats, however, has dwindled their numbers. Leave it to a cat to keep a bird in check. Hooked Beaks The beaks of terror birds resemble something closer to raptors, bird raptors, like eagles and rocks. The wicked spike at the end of their beak forms, in an e- forms is excellent for pulling off large chunks of flesh while eating, though their bigger purpose is paired with their incredible ability to thrust their head downward at quick speed with accuracy to puncture prey. Using the hook as the pointy side of a pick, they can sever the spine of even large creatures such as bears and as little as two packs. Very few animals can kill so efficiently and quickly, something their size or smaller. Even dragons. Killer legs. Terror birds are fast runners with stamina. Their thick legs give them an incredible power and speed. They can run down prey, attackers, or about anything if needed at rates of close to 40 miles an hour. While they can't maintain the speed for more than a few hundred yards, they can run at 15 miles per hour, for much longer distances, making them excellent for long-distance travel. On top of their astonishing speed is their agility. Their legs are positioned more towards the bottom of their hips than the sides, and with this added rotation of ball socket joints, they can move and, and quick pivot their legs. While they can't be at top speeds to make sharp adjustments, it's faster than even an antelope. Their sharp claws can dig into the earth for traction on a quick turn, giving them a slight edge on adjusting direction. Lastly, their backwards bending legs and stiff muscles, they can jump with incredible power. While its ability diminishes with body size, even the largest of the tarot birds can jump two and a half times their height. They flap their small wings fervently when doing so, not enough to create lift, but enough to slow their fall. This flapping slow fall is less effective than that of a chicken, but the same concept. Their jumping is also well suited to distance if needed, making jumping large streams or even small rivers a great way to corner prey. Eyes of a Killer Terror birds have exceptional eyesight in both light and dark, with their heavily dilating pupils. Their eyes are also huge in general to head size, about 25% larger than that of an eagle's eye-to-head ratio. They are also forward-facing, giving them that deadly accuracy. Because their eyes can move in their head, they also possess tremendous peripheral vision. Hunting and Feeding birds are carnivores. Well, most are. They watch their territory for prey, and when hungry, bolt in pursuit. Once a victim runs, they can easily catch them by grabbing them with their beaks, if small enough, or quickly killing bigger prey with their beaks. Their favorite tactic is to run beside a fleeing animal and slam their hook beak into the base of the skull, downing the creature immediately. Their beaks are strong enough to crush through the skull of a human, making a quick and easy meal. Once they have slain a creature, they will begin to strip off the flesh to eat. Terror birds are not... Of eating fur or hair, though, and will usually peel the skin away to get to more tender areas. However, if it is impossible to always avoid fur and hair in creatures, they can process the hair but not as easily and it often causes stomach discomfort. Once they've eaten their fill, they either leave the food for scavengers or, or drag it back to their young. With smaller prey, often they snatch up poor creatures instead of quickly killing them. They will violently and repetitively slam their target on the ground, either stunning or killing them. They are also mighty kickers and can crush bones with a single blow. Life Cycle Chicks are hatched only one egg at a time. Once they hatch, it is only a span of a few seasons before they strike out on their own. Their parents... Both care for the chick until full, full maturity. Once grown, they are about half to nearly full size depending on the kind of terror bird. Adults live around 40 years and start to show signs of significant degeneration at 37. While slower and less capable at venerable ages, terror birds are still scrappy fighters able to fend off attackers well enough. During this time, they may produce as many as two dozen chicks, but sadly only a third of those chicks will live into adulthood in most cases. Common Diseases Terror birds are affected by only a few diseases, but most are fatal. Those who raise terror birds often have to quarantine and even kill infected birds to keep the rest safe. Thankfully, they are not widespread in any area, and if caught early... Enough, with simple medication and divine intervention, can save the animal. Pox While pox, to many other creatures, is a deadly and contagious disease, humans included. Terror birds can be an early specimen as they pick it up from eating prey infected with the virus. Pox is spread by parasites such as flies and lice that can be found on less fortunate birds. Adults start to lose feathers in patches, but chicks outright perish after only a few weeks. Bleeding Egg As some varieties of terror birds produce regular eggs as decoys, it's easy to spot an infected bird with bleeding egg. First, the egg's outer shell is soft and reddish in hue, as the egg is filled with both yolk and a fair amount of blood. While this condition rarely harms the adult, it will no longer produce a viable young and those eggs that are fertile are stillborn. For terror bird ranches, this is usually immediate death to prevent the spread of, and disease of blood eggs, and blood eggs are not a viable target. Newcastle. Named for the biologist who identified the disease, Newcastle is a relatively new discovery. Symptoms include hyperactivity, inability to focus, taking a three-leg position, which means using their head as a third leg, staggering backwards and lack of self-preservation this condition is so far only found in wild terror birds the infection rate is rather low and seems only to be a bloodborne transfer habitat and range terror birds are mostly tropical in origin they prefer forests and plains with tall grass and even some rolling hills they aren't well balanced in rocky or icy terrains and tend to fall prey to other carnivores from losing their footing while most terror ter- birds stay in warmer climates, a few breeds have ventured into further into arctic regions, although sticking to forests and fields. Ground nesters; these gigantic birds aren't unable to nest in trees like many others, or, or the cliffs and mountains such as giant birds like rocks. Thus, they make ground nests that are usually large enough to, for two birds to sit, uh, to squat side by side. They are very protective of their nests and territory continually patrolling and keeping an eye out for potential dangers. The birds hide their nests in foliage and brush and create multiple nest sites as decoys that are more obvious to find. This behavior has been altered in domesticated birds to produce eggs like that of a chicken. Significantly larger eggs are produced between 5 and 8 inches tall. Social Behavior and Mental Capabilities Intelligence To call someone bird-brained is usually an insult. While terror birds don't have sentience, they are very calculating and clever. They can see through hunters' traps for what they are and sometimes use them against the hunters. They have been known to set off traps and hide nearby waiting for the hunter to retrieve the prey. Domesticated terror birds know their trainers and even the usual people around them much better than domesticated griffins. They are also usually trained to avoid attacking people they work with while hungry, which is rare for such a predatory animal. They are very unforgiving, though, and if a person has wronged them, they rarely hold back. Terrorbird memory is long and will remember individuals of many creatures for a long time. While in the wild, this skill is less utilized, maybe except for hunters and rangers. Domesticated ones can be very loyal and as a result even recognize the names of friends. Mated pairs. Many birds mate for life, and these are no exception. Their loyalty is strong. Terror birds seek their mate early in life, usually within the first five years, roaming the forest and plains, journeying to find a mate. When they see another member of their species alone, they will make a display, fanning out their wings in a small sidestepping dance. If the other bird is looking as well, they will respond, if interested, by bobbing their heads up and down rapidly. If uninterested, the other bird can become aggressive, aggressive which can lead to a fight. Once the birds find a mate, they will stay together for the span of their whole lives. While they may roam away from each other on patrols, they will always end the day together. Mates can identify each other visually by markings, smells, and even sound of their shrill calls. Territorial karma while members of different subspecies, especially with varying sizes, can tolerate each other, terror birds aggressively defend their territory from other predators of their size, including similar terror birds. Fights of territory are, are rarely to gain or lose area rather than just, uh, just, frequent on, uh, just frequent on the borders. Being intelligent enough to know when they are entering a rival space, they're, they know very well when and where they can cross. Sometimes they will purposely hunt on a rival's territory, seemingly just to anger them. These antics can lead to fights, though. Mysterious Night Screeching Terror terror birds are generally not nocturnal, with a few exceptions, but almost all terror birds can be heard during the night. With seemingly no warning or reason, they awake from their slumber to make loud calls into into the darkness. These sounds start as low-throaty thrums that crescendo into ear-splitting whales. Different species have different calls, but all still display this behavior. Interactions with other creatures. Domestication. First and foremost, most common in- interaction is that with elven and human communities that have domesticated birds While humans have do- domesticated the Brontornis, one of the larger varieties, elves have attached more to the Gastornis, which is in comparison a much smaller. Despite stocks of these birds coming from different types, they are both similar in domestication. First, a domesticated terror bird is loyal, but still a carnivore. They must be fed well enough, or hunger will cause them to be increasingly rebellious, sometimes even picking off other members of a community to which they have no attachment. Second, they will only allow a few people to ride them, uh, if they are only if they are well-known and trusted. Mating in captivity is a crucial process to create the correct genes and friendly mentality, and is the whole reason they continue to be allies. Unfortunately, it is a much more complicated process than that in the wild. Unlike farm animals such as cows, terror birds prefer only one mate, but most often mistake their caretakers as that role. This attachment is why they, until they find a mate in captivity, trainers must keep a firm hand and a distance until they are mature enough to be mated. These pairings of birds are often akin to an arranged marriage, and once they are bonded, they are much easier to give affection without the negative attachment. Not all terror birds are domesticated, but I suppose it could be possible. In my observations, all of them have that capability, and even the dangerous and volatile Titanuses have the capability to hold violence in check. Cats. Terror birds have a natural aversion to cats, not like, not unlike other birds or dogs. However, these giant birds have no fear. They are nervous and violent towards uh, even small domesticated cats. They have a natural enemy in big cats and often come to blows with territory over tigers, lions, and saber cats. No monster too big. While these predators usually only attack creatures, their size or smaller, they are not afraid of any animal, regardless of size. This selection doesn't mean that they will attack a monster immediately, but instead will ignore them unless provoked. If provoked, they unleash a fury that can take a young dragon off guard and cause some harm. Domesticated birds will fight to the death for their riders and cause some severe issues, especially if outmatched. <clears throat> they no—they uh, had no natural predators in their environment, maybe outside of super ones like hydras or dragons. Prey Being predators, they favor killing their food, and will eat, but will eat raw ha- meat from handlers if domesticated. Live prey is a treat for them. While animals close to their size are preferred, they will eat smaller creatures they they can catch. Victims are usually quickly dealt with and eaten immediately. These these birds do not play with food. Battle Tactics Terror birds are no stranger to battle. Between defending their nests, taking down prey, and fighting nearly daily. With this experience, they are not to be taken lightly when facing an aggressive bird. They are often suited to take a quick kill on a one-on-one battle. When facing a single opponent, terror Terror Bird tries to peck at the skull of their foe. While their powerful downward strikes, they can quickly finish an even thick-skulled creature with only a few blows or one well-placed strike. Their tactics are straightforward and aggressive. Squawking, pecking, and leaping at their foe keeps nearly anything on its heels. If an enemy is much larger than the bird, it will still come at them full force. When going for a kill, they can jump high and use their downward momentum to their advantage. If facing multiple enemies, they can jump and kick at attackers from all angles. Wolves and other pack animals often mistake flanking them with supreme advantage when they only need to sling their claws behind them for a fatal counterattack. Terror birds, however, are not fond of facing multiple foes and will strike faster than waiting on an attack. Variations Gastornids. Gastornis, or plurally gastornins, are most popularly found in jungles and warmer forested environments. While they have been seen smashing nuts with their thick thick beaks, they are still dangerous predators. Standing at a comfortable 7 feet tall, they are an opposing force, even to orcs, for their strength and size. They are among some of the most hazardous bite-crushing power and can be used for crushing things in a utilitarian fashion. Elves seem to use gastornins in domestication most often because of the shared environments. Domesticated gastornins are the friendliest kind as well. Gastornins enjoy the enjoyment of meat and nuts helps in both keeping an ample food supply. They are usually brown to black feathered to hide in the forest homes better. They have bright blue skin around the face and neck along with a small, proportionally at least, gobbler like that of a turkey. Their eyes are large and yellow in coloration. Brontornus. Brontornus are larger as far as terrorbirds go, as tall as ten feet and one of the slowest birds, only to- topping out at twenty-five mile per hour run speed. However, they can carry two full-grown humans and is the only terror bird able to carry two riders of such sizes. Rarely are they used for beasts of burden, though. As they are notoriously curious and often ransack luggage. They almost exclusively eat larger herbivores such as cattle and other herd animals. For domestication, they make excellent mounts and bodyguards. They are quite fond of standing in place for long periods of time on the lookout, as they would be on their play- homes in the plains watching a herd in the distance. Their beak is great for piercing armor as well as they feed on armored animals by piercing the wound, placing their foot on the prey, and tearing the armor off. It works effectively against armored humanoids as well. Feathers on Brontorans are usually lighter browns or grays. Their dull coloration makes it harder for the left-gifted-of-sight herds to spot them in their stationary outlooks. Titanus. (coughs) The largest of the terror birds is reaching up to 15 feet feet tall are considered too dangerous to tame their beaks are also longer and more hooked than most varieties they can run at speeds of nearing 35 per hour 35 miles per hour chasing down and tearing apart prey they are voracious predators that attack many young, many creatures on site when, if they're hungry despite their size they have a vibrant rich green coloration as they live in tall grasses around rivers The cattails and swampy grass fields are where they hunt for large fish, crocodiles, and any other creature that finds itself wandering into the grass. If they become domesticated, I would suppose it would have to be by larger people such as orcs that could stand at least half as tall as these massive carnivores. Halflings, unfortunately, would only ever be seen as prey, I fear. Caprums. The smallest of the terror birds, caprums, are jungle dwellers that disguise themselves as flowers. They aren't afraid to attack humanoids of catching them surprise, giving, them th- giving the black and red-feathered birds the nicknames of devil flowers. They are fast runners and able to dart and dodge in the thick jung- jungles, nearly unhindered. Domesticated Caprams make for quick messengers, though through thickly brushed environments. While they are certainly too small to ride, they make for a great companion that can follow directions better than a dog. Diatrima Diatrima are known for their stark black feathers and green eyes. They are only they are the they're are not only nocturnal predators, but also live in the underground tunnels beneath the surface. Some are tamed by underdwelling peoples such as Drow, but ultimately they are free roaming terrors of the dark. They are most likely to encounter displacer beasts, hook horrors, and other tough to kill enemies and thus live in flocks of up to eight members. Standing at a six foot tall posture when upright, they are taller than what the most cramped tunnels allow. They make up for this by being the most flexible and creatively mobile terror birds. Their beaks are stiff but still narrow, and their eyes are only sl- their skulls are only slightly larger than the beak itself. Due to their improved flexibility, diatrima can squeeze through areas as long as its head can fit through. They push with their clawed feet through cracks and pull by hooking their beaks onto the stone. While lighter creatures such as elves can ride them, they are most often used to fight. Their aggressive tactics and ability to traverse the dark better than many four legged animals give them an advantage. Kelenikin. Kelenikin. That's sorry. The fastest of the terror birds, Kellinikin, can top out at 40 miles an hour. They can chase down prey in the open fields despite nesting in forests. Found in colder and temperate regions, they prefer to keep away from larger predators such as bear, which they may have a little more trouble taking down. They are some of the rarest varieties outside of domestication. They are white feathered with black accents around the eyes and wings. Their beaks are stark orange though, and tend to be the only visible aspect in snowfall. Kellinikins are domesticated for riding as they stand up to 9 feet tall and can bear one rider at nearly full speed. Most often, they are bred for racing and bets. Dwarven kingdoms are primarily known for the racing of Death Cal- Deathbirds While the name is ominous, it is rightfully earned. Another variety yet to be tamed, Deathbirds are a dangerous predator of humanoids, also known as Forisicausus. They are adapted to specifically hunting humanoid creatures, as they have learned over time. Their markings are ominously gray or or black, with a white-tipped beak and white accents around their face. Deathbird markings, when looked at from a a height of 6 to 10 feet and facing them, look as if a humanoid skull floating on a black body. Deathbirds are visually adapted to keep their prey stunned in fear. They also give off a low rumbling, that unnerves many humanoids as a frightening tactic to keep them off guard. Living in warmer grasslands and forests, they are well known to many humanoid tribes and even hunted as a ritual in some cultures. While they aren't domesticated in, in any, understandably why, I do believe it is possible. They would make for one intimidating mount for sure. Axbeaks Andalagornis, also known as axebeaks, are... Unique among terror birds with their beaks being hooked on both the bottom and the top of the bill. Standing at just over 7 feet tall, they hunt in tropical regions. The upward swing of their heads are just as deadly as their downward strikes. This top spike can be helpful in the tropical forests that hide predators in the trees as well as the ground. Their unique bills give them an angle in which they, a better angle in which they can attack. They are brown with white feathers on their faces and undersides. Their tails are also the most unique and can fan upwards in a mating display like that of a peacock or a turkey. DM Notes Terror birds are a fascinating group of extinct animals that came just after the extinction of the dinosaurs. I drew inspiration for this article based on the real world scientific names as well as some fantasy ones I made myself. I highly suggest adding some spicy deer campaigns and use birds instead of horses, maybe in some areas such as forests. Here are some plot hooks for terror birds. A silent ambush from the trees or tall grass. A combat encounter. A bird carrying an injured rider is lost and needs help. An injured bird tells of a larger danger in the area. The terror bird is a fierce fighter, so whatever laid the poor creature low must be very strong. A lone giant egg sits in a nest. Is it abandoned? Or are the parents around? Races are off, except for one of the riders is mysteriously killed and the bird takes off to the race with a dead jockey. Someone is cheating to fix the races. A trainer can't can find an acceptable mate for his bird and needs your help to find a suitable mate in the wild. Thanks for listening. This is my 64th ecology, uh, and if you would like to know more about Uh, You can find it here on Reddit, uh, if you're listening there, or on my Twitter, or whatever. Uh, I also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate, which is uh, patreon.com slash fortwan. And I thank you for listening about terror birds.